We're back. We're back with another installment here of the podcast and chill show. Uh, thank you to our old listeners. Thank you to our new listeners. Thank you to our listeners on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, our next door neighbors, and our FBI agents that are listening to our microphones right now on our cell phones. It's your boy Vanessa Valley, and I'm here with Duff No Beer. How you doing today, Duff? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, usually we start this podcast with a joke before we hit record, but there was no joke, so we're going to just laugh at life real quick. Yeah. Life laugh. is a joke. Life is the biggest joke there is, man. It's a running joke. It's a running joke. It's, it's something that is like, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it is what it is. That's what life is for me. That's how I take life. Do you ever, do you ever like have, as, like since we're on the topic of life, do, do you ever feel like, yo, like life can't be this bad? Do you ever get to that point? No, I don't know, man. I, I, the way I look at life, um, it's like, it's not satire, but I look at it like, how can I explain it? In a way that makes sense That I don't sound stupid You don't have to make sense It's your podcast I I look at life like I don't know man It's like It's a bunch of What ifs Life is a bunch of what ifs It's a a lot of Not hypotheticals It's a lot of Like cause you know how people think It's like everything happens for a reason Yeah I look at life like Some shit happens for a reason And some shit happens Just because that's life you know what I mean? Like, yeah. was it supposed to happen? Was it written already? Was it documented? I don't, um, that's how I see life. So, uh, I don't really look at it like, oh, this is a bad situation. I, mean, I make every situation a good situation because back then I lived by this rule like every single day. I had a friend, we had a conversation and he told me like on a scale of one to 10, uh, what type of mood would you like to achieve every day? And I was like, uh, you know, I want to achieve a seven. You know what I mean? Because a 10 is too high, a 1 is reasonably low, a 7 is perfectly in the middle. I think 5 is low, even though it's the middle, Yeah. but 7 is just enough. It's not too happy, it's not too low. So that's some of the words that I've uh, took upon myself, and I carry that every day. So I don't know, man. I feel like life is just a bunch of complicated situations that you make the best out of. How about yourself? Well, me personally, I, 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 I relate life to basketball mm. because the same way how basketball is, life is a game of runs. Mm. You know what I mean? Like everybody, like if you take other people's life for an example, especially like all right, famous people, you'll hear them for like two or three years and you never hear from them again. And they'll say, yeah, they had a great run. Mm. You know what I mean? But they still have a lot of life to live and a lot of people don't know how to adjust out of uh, out of that situation of being in that limelight, now just regressing to like you know losing popularity and all that. But when you think of it more like personally, I feel like life is still about runs. But in this in this standpoint, it's more about like input and output. Like you know whatever I put in, usually is what you get out. But you play the game of life because not every time you plan something 100% correctly, you're going to get the reaction that you sowed. Exactly. It's, just, it's, it's the same thing as gambling. Exactly. Life is literally a gamble. If you ever do sports betting, it's basically you're so confident in this pick that you're going to hit it, but then you're not 100% sure that you're going to hit the pick for the big ticket. Mm-hmm. So you can be as confident as you want. You can do all the numbers. You can do all the plan preparations. But the outcome, just because it's life, it may not turn out how it was supposed to. You know Tragedy what I mean? will strike. Yeah, that's all it is. 
So, so I, that's how I look at it. I, I agree with you. And a lot of people, you know, like, and that's kind of where this thought process comes from. Like, People will get upset because their life isn't going. Like they'll, they'll do a vision board, for an example. or they'll Every lay, year, every they, new year. Yeah, or they'll yeah. lay out goals for themselves. And it's like, damn, why am I not hitting these goals? I mean, when you plant a flower, by the way, I took up gardening. It's not the topic. I'm not going to get distracted. But I took up gardening. I'm good at it. Anyway, when, when you garden, you know, you plant a seed. I don't want to look at that seed in two days and see and see it sprout. Yeah. Because that's not life. That's not that plant's life. Even though my input is to grow something and my output is supposed to be like a fully blossomed flower. Mm-hmm. Life isn't going to grow. Science isn't going to work in two days, three days, a week, two weeks, sometimes even a month. I'll look at that shit and be like, yo, maybe I did something wrong. And then the day after I feel like I did something wrong, boom, a sprout. Mm-hmm. The life says, listen, you planned for it. You can't plan for stuff. Like you can plan. There's There are excellent planners out there. But when st- something doesn't go according to plan for that planner, it's like that SpongeBob episode where it's like his name, his name. What's that guy's name? Mm-hmm. And everything's on fire because like there's an old statement by like this old person I, I used to uh, talk to in the park. Uh, I don't know whatever happened to him. He either went crazy or died. But he said, "The more you plan, the more God laughs." Now you don't have to be a religious person to you can take God out of it and just say, "The more you plan, you know, more life laughs. Like, more life laughs." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Because somebody's going to walk out there today and get hit by a bus. They didn't plan to get hit by a bus that day. No. You know, somebody's going to walk outside and get robbed. I'm damn sure they didn't, uh, you know, plan to get robbed that day. But that's just the way life is. Is life fair? It depends on what your definition of fair is. You know what I'm saying? So it, you can go into it. But life is a very complex, it's a very fragile, it's a very complex, you know, topic, I would say. Yeah, it's unforgive. It's unforgivable. Yes, that's how we look at life. Yes, life is extremely unforgivable, just like Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. Extremely unforgivable. You just got to respect it. You got to charge it to the game every time. That's how I look at all of things. That's like undeniably you can't fix. You can't change it. You know what I mean? You just got to deal. With it. You got to roll with the punches, and that's what life is. That's what Mother Nature is. Yeah, it's expect the unexpected. That's all life is. You know, even in people's job searches, yeah. you know, like a lot of times like people will pick a job and, you know, it'll become their career. But it could have been one instance, one instance that sparked like, yo, this is what I want to be. You know, all it takes. That's all it takes is one instance, one interaction, one experience to change your life forever. Now, it could be for the good. It could be for the bad. But that's the theory. That's just the the, it's almost like the humor Mm -hmm. of life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gave you an example. Uh, that there's no, there, this next statement, there's no, like, science behind it that I've studied nothing. So I'm just going to say it. Psychiatrists, right? A lot of times, some of the ones that I've met, speaking from my personal experience, a lot of the psychiatrists that I've met are all incredibly stressed out and depressed people. Yeah. But their profession is to evaluate other people who are going through some sort of mental disparity. But when you look at it full circle, it's like if in your personal life, you're so stressed out, but you're doing a job to listen to other people's stress, such as the humor of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why when I say that life is humorous, it's not because life is funny. Life will play games, but it, it's very interesting how things become full circle in life. 
Yeah. Is uh, what I would say. But besides all that banter, check in. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I can't really complain. You know what I mean? Remaining consistent, remaining humble. Mm-hmm. More blessings coming my way, you know. Um, that's That's pretty much all it is. You know, grinding, never stopping. That's all. That's all we can do, man. Just money is the motive. Fuck yeah. with the money. It got ugly as Coyote. Yeah. Lil Wayne. Yeah, man. How about life, yourself? Life is life. I mean, uh, I would say that the only thing I'm struggling with right now is uh, trying to find adequate doctors. Yeah. Never knew how. I never knew how stressful this search was with finding adequate doctors. Um, looking into seeing. You know, different specialists and professionals. It, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of calls. It's a lot of waiting. Uh, it's, it's just a lot of stress for for a lesser man. But for me, it's just, all right, this doesn't work next. This doesn't work next. It's a lot of repeating the process and going from square one to X, Y, and Z, which isn't, it's not everybody's, it's not everybody's experience, which I do understand. But uh, for me, that's uh, what it's looking like right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want the... The doctor that suits you well, yeah. that understands you well, mm-hmm. that fits you well, uh, someone that under like that cares for you, actually, or act like they at least care for you. Yeah, that's not just going to write you off or look at you as a statistic. Yep. You know what I mean, you don't want that. You want somebody that actually cares about their profession and actually cares about the well being and health of their clients. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a picky. I know it's probably a troubling search, but it's it'll be well worth it once you find somebody that actually cares for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. The key term here is bedside manner because mm-hmm. a lot of doctors now don't like without as goes what I was said like doctors make a lot of money. Yeah, they make a lot. They they'll at one point be a millionaire probably after they're done everything probably like within ten years of working they'll be a millionaire usually. But the point is that person has to have good bedside manner, especially speaking selfishly as an African American male. You know the healthcare system really isn't that kind. You know, to us as it is, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So it's like finding a doctor that has good bedside manner has been like you know a tale within itself. Because I was trying to find a primary care doctor, and uh, you know I walked into one lady, you know she was just like, "All right, what are you here for? What do you want me to sign?" And I'm like, "Damn, you didn't even ask me, you know, how I'm doing. You ain't asked why." Yeah, I'm they here don't for. really care. They don't really give you the checkup. They just think you're searching for something. You know, yeah, what I mean? that's like, usually what it is. Because, you know, a lot of people do that. Yeah. You know, I mean? you know, which I guess now some doctors are becoming desensitized to the whole song and dance. They're like, yo, just get to the point. I probably got like 30 other You want patients. a Percocet? Okay, here, Percocet. Yeah, if you're here for opioid, I can't prescribe you an opioid because or whatever, we're in an opioid pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I understand that. But, like, you know, I thought being a doctor was more than just, you know, pushing pills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's there's assessments that go into it. You know, that's why you go to school for what? 12 years or some mm-hmm. shit like that. So and I, I I would feel like someone that educated, you know, should know that not everybody is the same case basis. Yeah. But I digress, you know, but I've I've had my fair share of trouble with doctors, but you know, I'm trying to look past that because health is wealth and I'm trying to get uh over that hump within my own mind that all doctors are out to get you. Not not necessarily true, but some doctors are just better than others. I don't think any doctors are out to get you. I think some doctors care. Some doctors obviously don't yes. care about your well-being. Like, that's why they got these little, um, I don't even know what they're called, like medical facilities that's in the hood, and you go in there and they don't really care. No. You ask for a checkup, they just pat your back. 
They don't even check your nuts no more. They don't check your private area. They just nope. check your leg, tell you to cough, and put a scope down your throat. That's, That's literally it. all. And then they're like, oh, you okay? And you're like, you got any problems? Yeah, I got problems. All right, Tylenol 3. It's like, what though? That's literally all it is now with the medical like, bro, I had a headache. But that's why I say people are outraged at the wrong shit these days. You know what I mean? Especially, like, we always talk about representation. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about no representation in a cartoon. I don't care about representation on television. Talking. I care about rep- representation in the career field, in the medical field, yeah. when people that look like me, talk like me, mm-hmm. act like me, because they understand what I'm going through and what my body can withstand and what it can't withstand. Yeah, you know what like, I mean. Like I don't give a damn if if Ariel's black. I yeah. care if, uh, if this doctor can understand what this looks like on black skin. skin yeah, exactly. You you know what I'm saying? But that but again, that's just I guess such a far fetched thing now because a lot of us reach for low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know if I have this conversation with A, B, and C, they can relate to it because it's on television. But when I go into a medical facility. I don't want to be treated as somebody who's drug seeking. I don't want to be treated as somebody who's just in there, you know, to get a paper sign. Like it's my doctor. You should ask me how I'm doing, how my family's doing, because you you need to know my medical my history. family history. You know what I'm well, saying? To, to keep treat track me. of this thing, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Some some places care, and some people don't. You know, some people I understand that some people offer medical searching, but it's a case by case basis, just exactly. like everything else. Exactly. And like for an example. Uh, this is not for the opioid searching, but this is just an example about how they think black people are stronger than everybody else, which is, I guess, true scientifically, but still. Don't treat me like I'm fucking Superman. Come on. Um, It's like we both had the experience at uh, the dentist, me and you. Yes. We can talk uh, about it. So basically, I had to get a crown in the back of my mouth because I broke my tooth mm-hmm. in the back. So they wanted to save the tooth. So I had to get a root canal, right? Yep. Root canal is a, supposed to be a fast procedure, about 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, it's supposed to be painless because, you know, it's supposed to be uh, all treatments are supposed to be painless. Um, so I go there. Mind you, it was in Center City. For those who don't know what Center City is, it's a city hall. Everywhere has a city hall. Yep. Um, so you would assume that it's a nice place, which it was. You know, it had a nice aesthetic. Uh, ran by white people predominantly. You know, only one black woman working there. Just to settle the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm there waiting. I'm the only big black man there. I'm the only black man there, and I'm the only big black man there. Go ahead. So uh, we go into the room. I sit on the. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. The table. The dentist thing that lean. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Dentist chair. We're gonna call it the dentist chair. Yeah. So I sit in the dentist chair, and they're like, "Yo, open your mouth, right?" And Ah, this is my first ever, it's not a serious procedure, but this is the first time someone ever did any type of procedure work on me, because I'm usually cool, like, I usually never have no major surgeries or nothing like that. Okay. So, I'm sitting in a chair, they give me the needle, the needle doesn't bother me, I can withstand pain, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm thinking, all right, my mouth is numb, dog, they started drilling in the back of my mouth, I felt everything. Oh my God. And, um... It was like, oh yeah, it doesn't you you can feel it? I'm like, yeah, I can feel it. So they give me another one. Still feel it. And then uh I'm like, yo, why can I still feel it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they all leave, they go gather more information about me. And then the black lady, the only black woman working there, she comes up to me, she said, Yeah, they only gave you one at the first time because you were like because they think you like can withstand the pain and stuff like that. Because you're bigger? Yeah, because I'm bigger. And they but then it was like, yeah, but now they decided to give you more because you are because of your size. What? 
What? Yeah, that's what it was, man. So, so that they was thought, my experience. Oh, so they thought they thought that you they you could take the pay because you're bigger, but, but then, then they realized like, to give it to you because, because you're bigger. Because I need more because I'm bigger. Yeah. That's insane. And it was, insane, you know, it was all white women uh, doing it. It was a white dentist. That's insane. Similar so they story don't really to me. Understand? Yeah. Hundred percent, sir. I can relate fully because, like, when I went, I I was going for I have an impacted wisdom tooth, right? And now, so didn't like out of nowhere. Apparently, this happens uh, anywhere from fifteen to twenty five. I turned twenty five like a month ago, so I'm so it just happened like a week after my birthday. I'm like, damn, I kind of already knew what it was, but I I want I didn't want to expect the worst. So I went there. The dentist was like, "Yeah, you can't open your mouth. Really, you know, you're talking crazy." I realize it's a, it's a, or whatever. I wasn't too fine. Whatever. I'm in the dentist chair now. He shoots me up. He said, "Oh, I can pull it out right now." I'm like, "Cool, pull it out then." He shoots my mouth up with uh, Novocaine the first time. Boom in the tooth. He's trying to yank it. I'm like, I can still feel that. He stops yanking it. Shoots it again. Bang. Shoots it again. Shoots it again. Now it's not it's not working, and I'm telling him I'm like, yo, this medicine I can still feel you because he was doing a test, like he's pressing on my mouth. He's like, can you feel that? I said, yeah, I can feel it. He said, you're not supposed to feel that, and I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I still feel that, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna try one more time. When he stuck that thing to pull out my tooth, because my tooth is sitting on my vein, my my vein, my nerve, I felt the most excruciating pain. Now I've broken my ankle a lot up. I have never felt that much pain, you know, in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And it was it was coming all the way down my body. And I let I was like, oh, you gotta stop. So you gotta stop. He's like, I numbed you four times. I was like, yo, I still feel you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, he's like, Well, I don't know what else to give you. I don't prescribe opioids. I'm like, bro, you shot me with Novocaine five times, and then you respond by saying you don't provide opioids. I'm mm. like, that's not the point here. Yeah. The point is like, you know, this is whatever you're doing is just not working. But you would know that if you took the time out to actually ask. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, had a little bit more care than just trying to just do the action and get the action over with. You know what I'm saying? So th- I don't I don't understand why they do this. Like maybe to your point is because they see, you know, we're black. We can we we'll can stand like, pain uh, more than the average person, which is scientifically facts. But yeah, still, we're still human, though. But even so, that, that's this is my skin pigmentation. It don't mm-hmm. give me no stronger layer of protection. Yeah, I maybe mean, it gets UV rays, but I'm talking about in terms of pain. Like, no, they say we have a higher pain tolerance than most people. <sighs> yeah, that's why they like. That's why they brush us off in medical field. Like, it's not that bad. It has nothing to do with my mouth. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And like to this day. I still have this tooth in my mouth because my insurance, which I have great, I have great insurance, but it just, in terms of clearance, you have to just wait for it to get approved and this and that and that. Now, mind you, I'm still suffering, but I have to wait mm-hmm. simply because that's just how the medical system works. So I'm saying there's a lot of holes in our medical system and it's not really set up for us to be, it's not conducive to winning mm-hmm. in my opinion. No, it's all about money, cash grab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why they offer more shit when you in there. That's not even a necessity. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, when you told me they wanted to pull out more of your wisdom teeth, that's why I said, if the other ones hurt, then yeah, but if they don't hurt, you can keep them in. That's what I'm saying. Because they can never hurt again, or they all can hurt. Like, one can just hurt, and you can have the rest for the rest. Like, I have all my wisdom teeth still. You still have all yours? I have all mine. Yeah. None, none of them pay me. It's just that I had a broken tooth, and it caused an infection back there. That's the only reason why I was hurting. And it was like, yeah, you don't need your wisdom tooth taken out because they're cool. 
Yeah, yeah that's what he was saying to me. He said, yeah, we could pull all four of them out right now. I'm like, bro, I came to you with one issue. Yep. Let's focus on this one issue right here. Was he white? He was Jewish, yeah. Oh. White Jewish man. Oh, okay. And he was just ready to just sit in there and yank them all out. I'm like, bro, that is not... I get I get your objective. Again, putting a, trying to create an input, looking to have a direct output, but life don't work like that. Mm-hmm. If I'm telling you that that's not... Like, whatever you're doing isn't working, as a professional... You should want to respect that. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of, uh, I don't know. There's not enough parity with our doctors yeah. as there should be. Not enough parity. Not enough parity, especially trying to find a black doctor. Good luck. Yeah, I'm not really searching for a black. I'm not searching for any type of different race doctor. You know what I mean? Even though I said we need representation, I'm looking for somebody that cares the most. Yeah. Like at least understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And once we get a common ground and understanding, that's when we can work and you could be my primary primary care physician you know what i mean yeah yeah but besides that no nah, if you just write me off nah, i can't do that can't do it and there's been a lot of times you know some people and this goes even maybe in a topic of voting it's like after how many more times do people just want to just start trying again and trying again somebody will have like three bad experiences at a doctor and be like yo i'm never going back yeah i don't want to get checked up anymore no doctor cares about me and you know I I blame those people, but then again, I don't. Yeah, don't blame see. them because I see it now. You know, and then you like uh, older generation. They were like, "Yo, I don't go to the doctors because every time I go, it's something wrong. Something wrong. You know what I mean? I think it was that was their own ignorance, not noticing themselves. Like maybe nothing is wrong. Maybe they're just trying to get you for your insurance. Exactly. Or maybe something is wrong. But if something exactly. was wrong, you would have noticed that about your own body. Exactly. So exactly, because the doctor can sit here and tell you there's a million things, things wrong, wrong with you. With you if you feel perfectly fine, and you can go because people just go to one. Yeah, doctor. You can go to multiple doctors. I hope y'all know that. If you yep. have insurance, you can go to multiple doctors mm-hmm. and then see what's wrong. One doctor is going to say something. And I promise you, the next doctor is going to say something totally different. Yep. Exactly. And if you don't believe me, take your car for an example. You take your car to a to the dealership to get it fixed, right? I always tell people, because my dad's a mechanic, I say, yo, never take your car to a dealership to get it fixed, even if you have the free shit. You know what I'm saying? If you want to use the free shit, fine. But after you use the free stuff, don't take it back, because they're going to hit you with every single thing under the sun. It's like, hey, your window, your window, your uh, your windshields aren't going at 10 seconds of pace. You need to change those. That's $300. It's like, bro, what? Who cares? You know what I'm saying? They're going to hit you with every single fee under the book. But it's more so about what you can withstand. And a lot of people cannot withstand hitting back square one every single time they try to find a new health care provider. Yeah, I mean, but they should. Yeah. Because it's your health at the yes. end of the day. So it should take a million times. You, you're you your own priority. You're supposed to come first. So do whatever it takes to make sure that you are in good health. Yeah, I would say so. But yeah, man. I would definitely say so. We've been gone for what two, three weeks? Probably like two weeks, possibly. Two weeks, yeah. We've been yeah, I think my birthday passed. I turned twenty-five. That's yeah. one thing. How you feel about that? Uh, I feel the same. I never felt. Ch- I, I never feel changed. Actually, like, um, it hit me sometimes. It don't hit me like damn. I'm twenty-five. It hit me like, oh, uh, you know, I'm twenty-five now. I could do certain shit. You know what I mean? Rent a car. I can rent a car now. I can. Um, damn, I can. I can rent a car now. Yes, you can. I can. Uh, I have lower car insurance. Yes, you do. Um, yes, you do. I can apply for senior citizen discounts, 401ks, 
Shit like that, bro. You know, it's 25, man. It's only half of 50. Half of 50, man. But I mean, you got to think, up until now, like, this is a checkpoint. A quarter of your life is now done. Uh, But, yes, yeah, I don't even feel like it's a quarter, bro. I don't, like, don't you know how you. a quarter. Yeah, it is a quarter. Yeah, when you look at the metrics, but when you look at the whole thing, if we have X amount of, lo- like, years left, yeah. uh, this is not even a merely, this is not merely 1% to me. I think it's like 10% of your life when you're 25 because you haven't even explored nothing, right? No. For most of us, we just left college or we just, uh, we didn't even, we're still exploring things. Our uh, brain is not even fully developed yet. Nope. So it's like, well, it's just becoming fully developed as a man. Literally, this is the year that it happens. Yeah. So I feel like you don't even know anything at all. And I feel like that's a downfall of a lot of people. Yeah. Because they get a lot of money. Before the age of 25 Before they're mentally stable And That's where they crash and burn at You see the demise of so many people Yeah Especially people of those in the limelight You know Who are Receiving Checks For six figures Million Mm -hmm. dollars Seven figure deals And they just don't know You know What to Par se do with that money They don't have a financial advisor They don't don't have an accountant They don't have any of these folks To more so guide them And steer them And then like you say They just set those up for disaster Yeah you know, which is insane, but I mean, which is the humor of life <laughs> going back to it again, you know, like not like everybody, everybody has the opportunity to succeed, but will everybody succeed? Maybe no. not. But again, you have to think like, well, success is relative. What do, what do you consider success? What you consider success, the person next to you may not. Also, it's about who you have around your corner. Yes. Uh, mentorships about who you look up to, the type of mentality you have. You know what I mean? If you want to, like I said, like we always say, if you want to be the best McDonald's manager, you'd be the best one there ever is, man. That's all it's about. Me, I was, I was grateful to work underneath, um, big people, like directly work under them. I was lucky to have that and see how they operate, see how they manage their money, and able to carry those traits into my personal life. So that's why I'm so well with money. That's why I think I do fairly well with the money I spend and why I'm conscious, financially conscious with the stuff I put my money on. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like that, uh, damn, it's that, the book over there. Um, what, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? But Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Liabilities yeah. and assets. Like, yeah, I, I pay my money. Like, I pay a lot of money on liabilities, but I also put my money in assets as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, a, catch and, a catch and give because it's like, if I'm going to spend my money on these type of sneakers, I'm going to put the same amount of money into, like, the cryptocurrency or something that I can make my money back on. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's that's how it's supposed to be. I'm, I punish myself. And that falls back also to having discipline within yourself. Because if you're, as a man, you need to be disciplined. You know what I mean? If you don't have no discipline, you don't have anything. Discipline comes with consistency. Which is another reason why I picked up gardening. You know, I, I keep going back to it simply, you know, because I, I, I enjoy the fruits of seeing something in one point to another. You know, that's that's something. So if you out there, you listening to this pod and you don't really have a hobby that that or, you know, uh, a routine that doesn't yield anything positive, I say pick up gardening. You know, even though that may be me being biased. Man, I don't pick up no gardening. Listen, man. I did gardening for a long time. Pick up something that teaches you patience. That's literally all you need. You need something that teaches you patience. Patience comes with consistency. 
and it comes with um, I'm drawing a blank here. It comes with discipline. Mm-hmm. Those three, those three key aspects is what you need. That's all you need, man. You'll be and you'll be doing good, man. With everything in life, yeah. That's how I feel. Like if you even want to just pick up like a small hobby, just pick that up every day. Do that every day and remain consistent at it. You don't even have to be the best at it. Just get good at it. Read a book every day. Yes. That's all you got to do. You can read a book. That teaches patience because you want to finish the book. Make some objectives and goals that you want to accomplish. Like, yo, I want to read X amount of book pages every day. That teaches you patience and discipline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just something in that that around. Yeah. And then you'll be a round, rounded person, well-rounded person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say so. I would definitely say so. And never never really look for the big ticket. You know, a lot of people, it, like like Duff talked about in terms of sports betting, you know, some people will sit there and, like, you know, drool over their ticket and be like, yo, I'm going to hit this ticket for, like, I don't know, 10000 20000 But the odds, you know, are like 50000 to 1. It's like, yeah, you have you have a chance, you know, to, to, to hit to hit that 1. But, like, you know, it, 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 it matters more so about, what you're trying to gain yeah you know like like small gains you know over time you're still in the same trajectory yeah, you compare that that's literally you can equate that to life literally that's what it is mm-hmm. like instead of going for the big parlay it's called building your bankroll bet small and then you continually build up so you just in real life you just get small wins to build up for the big play mm-hmm. it's literally all it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but a lot, a lot but that's not really the thing is which a lot of people probably find a problem in is that that's not projected. Yeah, you know, I mean, nobody, to, yeah. Nobody talks about. They don't make movies about the guy, you know, with the small wins. They don't make movie about the guy that's like steadily, you know. There's always a book. It was one book, The Little Engine That Could, that everybody always, you know, refers to. But there's not really that different amount of variations that just show, you know, small wins because small wins don't sell. But what they do do, they multiply. Yeah, and then it's crazy because everybody talks about, like, um, these billionaires, you know what I mean? Or even millionaires and yeah. how they got their fortune. Yeah. Like, nobody talks about the groundwork that they put in to get the money. You know what I mean? Go Granted, ahead. they step over a lot of people, but they don't even talk about it. Like, no. they don't. They just see, oh, he's a billionaire. They don't talk about the small things that he – like Jeff Bezos – I don't care about none of these millionaires, but look at the look at the background. He was yeah. selling books outside of a garage. Yep, that's where Amazon basically started, and now it's a fucking billion dollar company. Yeah, so it's all about putting the groundwork in. A lot of people these days, um, that's how you lose longevity by not putting in the groundwork because you see small flashes of success, uh, but you don't have nothing to uh, amount to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. Something that I always, you know, I, I love that story about Jeff Bezos, you know, but, and I also like how, you know, you, you yourself, you don't look to rich people for not, not the words, not motivation, mm-hmm. but it's, it's more so like if that person does that, then I can do that exact same thing and yeah. become successful that exact same way. Like you don't try to replicate, no, no, no. you know, you don't try to replicate what goes on. My, my problem with a lot of with a lot of folks is you know you'll see like they'll see something and they'll try to do that exact same thing that's what i'm saying that's why it's a, that's why it's a lot of inf- like overinflated content that's being produced mm-hmm. out here mm-hmm. in every market though mm-hmm. you know what i mean even like don't you know how they be like yo it's a lot of hot sauces but 
like the hot sauce oil thing. Yeah, it's different hot sauces. Millions of hot sauces. It's millions of hot sauces. Yours, yours just got to be different with yeah. a different name. Mm-hmm. Like I believe in that to an extent. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like that only works when it comes to products. It ain't working when it comes to uh, content. You need to be no. original. No, you know what I mean, ah, uh, uh, I disagree a bit. And the reason why I disagree is because it all comes down for those. <laughs> it's funny because the the hot sauce thing, right? It's the same thing in terms of, all right, podcast. It's all about preference. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a million and one hot sauces. We went to a store in West Virginia to go just find a different type of hot sauce. Mm-hmm. They don't even sell that hot sauce in Philadelphia. Yeah. They don't. You know what I mean? And it was a novelty. We will never buy that hot sauce again. You know, but there's people that, like, I'll give you another example. Ketchup, for example. There are, like, hundreds of brands of ketchups. But there's probably only two two different types of ketchup in everybody's house, Heinz and whatever the other brand is. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? there's only Heinz in the house, man. It's Heinz it's, and whatever the other, the other, brand, the other is. brand is if you if you're poor, if you're like really poor. You know what I mean? And after a while, is is you don't you don't wake up and go grocery shopping and be like, yo, I want to try this ketchup now. No, but I'm not saying that you though. Want. I'm saying because that's still being original. You're just having the same idea. Yeah. What, we're, I'm, what I'm saying is people that literally replicate the plan oh. without any creativity with themselves. Like you can have the same idea as somebody, just do it in your own way. That's what the hot sauce thing come from. But I'm saying like, if we have a bottle of Hans, I'm going to create the same bottle of Hans. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I'm you're talking f- about like carbon copies. Literally, it's a lot of carbon copies that and they're oh, not going to succeed. I wasn't. Is- I wasn't saying like, yo, <laughs> and we have the same idea. No, I'm saying the people that replicate the format, the same exact Microsoft exact, Word document. Like, if I if I click on, you yeah. know, if I click on Duff No Beer, it's Duff No Beer, and, and then, then they're going to see another nigga is going to be Beer No Duff, a Beer No Duff. Yeah, that's and what it's I'm like, saying. what the hell. <laughs> yeah, so I said, no, that's what I was speaking on. I was speaking on people because there's a lot of people out there that's carbon copies or something. You're right. And right. they are not going to succeed. They don't see have the same success because it's not genuine. It's not genuine thoughts and ideas that they're they're bringing. Yeah, like you, you know never. I mean? You know you, you. Old topic is you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to figure out how to make it roll in a different way. Exactly. You know what I mean. So, but it's that's hard. You yeah. know, and and like are we we don't like hard. People don't like hard. You know, like not everybody excels in hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if I see, I'll give you a. An example, if I, if I see somebody selling clothes, right, mm-hmm. very, very simple, like low, low hanging fruit example, and they're having success at selling hoodies. Yeah. If I'm a normal person, I'm going to go get some hoodies and try to replicate what that other person exactly. did. Exactly. Oh, that man is having quick success, so I can do the same thing because I think I'm better than him. But you didn't see that man selling sandals. Exactly. You didn't see that man selling sunglasses. You didn't see that man selling hats, socks, scarves, and underwear. You just see his hoodies That's going what, crazy. That's what I was saying. People don't put in the groundwork. That's what no. I'm saying. People it's different. don't put in the groundwork. And, and it's, yeah. kind of, uh, it's kind of the internet's fault. That the groundwork is non-existent no more. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because people see these little flashes of success, like I just said, via Instagram. And they're like, oh, I can do that. Yep. I can do that easily. But nobody, you, you haven't seen that man. He was really outside. Yes. Putting his boots on and going outside and selling these products. Mm-hmm. you just seen it on Instagram because it's prospering now. Mm-hmm. But you haven't seen it. But now you think it's because you think you're better than that person. You can do the same thing. Because I'm more popular. Because I'm more popular. I can do the same thing. And it doesn't succeed. Why? Yeah. Because you haven't put in the groundwork. That that happens with a lot of celebrities. Like uh, 
especially in the realm of podcasting, like, you know, a lot of celebrities, what they'll do is they'll get some sort of deal, strike a deal. And because it's like, I don't know, I'll give you, I'll give you just one, uh, the guy from uh, what's his face? Uh, you don't Full even House. have to say it. Like, person A, yeah. Person A is famous, and you know, or they'll give Person A a podcast, and then it'll get, it'll get pushed by whatever place or recording company it is. Fails, but it sucks. Yeah. But it's everywhere, and it fails every time. You know what it is? Because there's no groundwork being put in, just name and establishment. Yep. Name it a mic. And then they wonder why yo this podcast doesn't do successful because. It wasn't. It wasn't genuine from the beginning. No, it wasn't good. No, I can't name one podcast that was built from an industry platform that was actually pretty good. Yeah, I don't listen to any of them. Me neither. No, I I try not to flood my ears with with, with nonsense. Even the ones that like sound real professional, I'm like, I, I can't listen to it. No, that's backed by like major platform in the streaming. Can't listen to it. Like, bro, it's episode one. How the hell do you have Jimmy John's commercials already? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. No, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't even know what your contest. Like, yeah. I'm getting hit with three, four commercials. Because we want to see the growth. It's supposed to be a journal in a chapter of those hosts or hosts. Yeah. In the progression of those episodes. You already established. You don't need to do this. You're just cash grabbing for a company. Yeah. It's not genuine. It's I like, don't like it. It's not good to me. It's, it's like putting a hamster on a wheel almost. Yeah. You know. And just keep... Recreate and just give it, put it on a different wheel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's and that's why they only have like five episodes. They have five episodes that doesn't succeed, and that's that. They thought just because they had 100K followers that the podcast was going to succeed. Nope. Nah. Nope. Nope. And, you know, that I blame, and this is just me personally, in business, there's something that you do is like you. It's called analyzing competition. Yeah, you know, when people go in to start something and they put their money in, it's not a lot of times when they analyze like the competition or the challenges around you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll call it a smart investment or or a weak investment or a risky investment when um, they look around and they say, "Okay, I'll give you a prime example." Say, you know, we have a cleaning business. Okay. If in tri-state area, you know, licensed and insured. If if we look around and we look at all the competition, and there's 250 cleaning businesses in the tri-state area, you know, but they all offer something different. Like this cleaning business just does carpet cleaning. This cleaning business just has maid services. This cleaning business only targets Airbnbs. You know what I'm saying? This cleaning business right here just target cleanouts. So you really have to understand and analyze your competition. So you can be able to see where you fit. And if that lane is somewhere that you can't fit, then make it a hobby. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with making it a hobby. And if it becomes a profession, then let that then let that organically grow into a profession. But not everybody wants to take that time and wait, like you said. Yeah. So it is, man. That's what it's about, man. Just be original, man. Remain consistent. That's all I'm saying. Being consistent, remain a discipline, remain persistent. That's all, man. Um, Queen Elizabeth died. That was big. That was big in the news. Everybody was making jokes. Well, all, everybody that wasn't in the United Kingdom was making jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was going I- crazy. I didn't really care about it. I was like... Damn the queen! Even UK radio radio hosts were like cracking jokes about it. Really? You know what I mean, yeah, they. It was this uh, radio host there, and they usually do it when someone dies, and yeah. they announced that the queen died, and then they just started playing music afterwards, just oh, crazy oh, wow. pop music, and overseas. 
Yeah, and everybody laughed at her, man. Uh, rest in peace to the queen, I guess. I don't know what she did for the world, but shout out to her. She lived a long time. She got to see racism. She ain't do nothing about it. Shout nope. out to her. Um, colonized a couple folks. Colonized a few folks, yeah. That's why everybody band together, put these, uh, racism aside, set aside their uh, prejudices. And they just was slandering her. Going in. Going in on, on her. the queen. Going in on the queen. That boy, Twitter that day. Yeah. You couldn't stay off it. All social media was going crazy. Did I, I really, I didn't really care. I was like, damn, that's the queen. Damn. You know, she lived a long time. Rest in peace, man. Nothing the queen did ever affected me. No, Yeah, I'm in America. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, you know, maybe there's some instances, like, along the road of history that affected something of some sort. But in my Snowball 25 effect. years of life. I, it was an old lady to me. Yeah, rest in peace, though. I guess you know. You know? And even one of the ladies on the on the news, she was like, "Well, y'all, she she was ninety six. Like, what do y'all expect?" Oh my god, she said that. Yeah, she said it on live TV. She was like, she was like, "Well, the queen was ninety six, so like this was imminent." I said, "Did she really just say that on live yeah. TV?" Like, what do you like? Like, yo, it's like your granddad. You know, your granddad's ninety eight. He can't really get out the house. He's he, bedridden. He bedridden. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's a sad occasion, but it's like after a while, it's like yo, like it's, it's coming. You know, like it's time to go, OG. Your like, time is here, man. You know, last last stop. You know, like the the bus the bus can't go on forever. Yeah, we only sad when it's tragedy and the life cut is short. You know, yeah. what I mean? if it's natural, then you know you can go gracefully. We respect it when you go naturally and gracefully. You got to live and see the things that you got to see. You got the whole people as slaves as the people you wanted to do as the queen. You know what I mean? Shout out to you, man. Making money off Canada since since slavery. Since slavery. Shout out to the queen, man. Jesus. You know what I mean, and like that's why everybody and like I feel like the death of Princess Diana versus the death of Queen Elizabeth was it, 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 it's almost like two completely different things. Yeah, you know, because Princess Diana's life was cut short. You know, Queen Elizabeth lived to be ninety six. Mm-hmm. It's like. You can't be that sad. Yeah. You really can't. That's what I said. That's why I just said. You're not really sad when it's natural. When it's old, natural causes, you respect it. You're like, all right, cool. You know, you lived your life. She died the most queen way possible. Yeah. She didn't get shot. She didn't get assassinated. She didn't get poisoned. Mm-hmm. She didn't get overthrown. She died from being old. Yeah. Like. As everyone should be. And Twitter I wish everybody should be. <laughs> Twitter is unforgiving. Yeah, Twitter is very. Social media in itself is unforgiving. Boy. But you got to forget all the things that. Under her, the shit that she's done to other countries. Yeah, they you know were, what I mean. They was waiting for this. Ireland. So they was, were wait, man. They were going crazy on her. So I really wasn't yeah. mad. You, I can't be mad at everybody. Oh, I didn't care. But you really can't be mad at. Like that's how they were affected. They were negatively affected by her impact and her yeah. existence. So yeah. they're dancing on her grave. That's what they were doing. It yeah. was a lot of. It was a lot of nationalities coming together dancing on her grave. Yeah. Like, there was no racism the day no. the Queen of England died. No. There was no racism found anywhere. Nope. Which just is insane. People were just joyfully sharing. Which is insane. Which is insane. To think about. Yeah. Like, I've only seen two times when everybody comes together in my life. Yeah. Only times was 9-11. Mm-hmm. Everybody came together. And a couple a couple days ago. On, on you know, so it's, it's insane to, to see. And America to get Trump out of office. So those are the three times that I've seen. Everybody's like, you know, let's just all just come together and just handle this. Yeah. You know, interesting. A lot of people in the UK were upset, like, yo, America, y'all so disrespectful. Y'all it wasn't just us, queen. though. It wasn't mainly us, though. It was everywhere. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Like, it, it was, some people really took that 
hard, but I mean, hey, man. I'm not crying over the queen. I'm not crying over no queen, lady. I'm not crying over the queen, man. What y'all can do, y'all can go back to the podcast and we discussed how the ta- Canada pays access to the queen like 10 episodes ago. It was a great episode. Y'all go check it out. Yeah. Y'all go check it out. Oh, man. I don't understand it, though. There's been a lot of shit going on lately, man. It's, it's a lot of shit going on. A lot of scandals. A lot of scandals. I mean, monkeypox disappeared. Um, Are you surprised? No, I'm not really surprised. I, f- I feel like it. Put your conspiracy hat on, do it. Come on. No, I don't got no conspiracy that. I don't. I don't really got no conspiracy for this one. It's just that they they tried to do something. They tried. They thought they had. They thought they was cooking, and you know it got it was dead because people already went through one pandemic, and they were like, you know what. You're not stopping me this time. You know, you got you. Come on, Duff. You got to give me a little more than that, man. Bro, like, this time, bro, I, I, honestly, bro, bro, I don't have no conspiracies. This I feel time. like you shortchanging me. No, no, bro. If I had a conspiracy, I would really tell you. But Duff, this time, bro, you can't monkey pox came. Yo. Monkey pox came for five seconds and it disappeared. I'm calling bullshit. And I the wasn't. Why we need a bullshit button go ahead. On, on this yeah, podcast. Get one. The reason why we need a bullshit button is because, dude. I was right about COVID. I don't we're, need to be right about monkeypox. We're two smart men. Yeah, I say we're 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 smarter than the average man. I would say so, probably. <laughs> you can in any way, shape, or form. Bro, that's literally my thoughts. You time. don't think, bro? That I was, they were just trying to send us home again, bro, and that shit just didn't work. Bro, I had a lot of conspiracies for COVID. All literally right, months before it happened, people were looking at me like I was crazy. Everything I said was true. It came out as true, especially with the lab in Wuhan. That came out as true. It did. And I was telling people, and they were like, bro, that doesn't make sense. It's just crazy because people were like, yeah, monkeypox spread through the air. Yeah, monkeypox spread through content. People were like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, I was not caring. Yeah, they, they tried to make it because like, they tried oh. to fear monger again, and it's like, bro, we already in fear from COVID. They tried to go the STD route, yeah. monkeypox is STD. Yeah, they tried to make it an LGBT thing too, and they're like, nah, we don't care, buddy. Yeah, we don't care. We, we don't, don't care. Know. We're gonna get these bumps. We don't care. Yeah, bump me up. That's basically what everybody was saying, and I was just like, yo, that is insane. Like, cause I'm looking at it, you know, you had the post, and uh, after after hearing Mark Zuckerberg's interview on uh, Joe Rogan, it kind of puts me at odds because they say they don't, they say Facebook and Instagram don't project like you know anything negative, but there was a lot of negative videos you know i do i do have one conspiracy that go ahead. i will say go ahead and it's not regarding on how it disappeared out of nowhere but i think they put certain people in place to send certain messages out of random yes to scare us and the fear us. like these videos are very strange hopping like it was that one dude that was uh going in, to the in the store. doctors nah the one dude the one black dude uh, he was going to like a drive-thru and he said yeah i don't care if i go here because even if I had monkeypox, I saw that bumps everywhere. I saw that. I and saw I'm that. like, bro. I mean, you know, makeup is real. You know what I mean? You can have some good special effects makeup. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying it's real or fake. I'm just saying I feel like certain people put certain things in place to make to send out messages to make it seem like it's real. But the reason why I'm calling conspiracy is after well, I, I watched the the Mark Zuckerberg interview with Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And I'm and it was three and a half hours long. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, me too. It was good. But what struck me as odd is that Mark Zuckerberg made it adamant that, you know, Facebook and Instagram are are, you know, every time something's posted, there's like an individual team that goes in and checks the quality, 
checks if it's uh, fact checker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So all of these videos get filtered. All of these live videos mm-hmm. get filtered. All the story posts they get filtered. It could be fake too, though. And that's my issue because if you're sitting here on this podcast on three and a half hours talking about how you know you know you only promote happiness, everything gets fact checked, everything gets ran through like this mill and this team of folks, then how do these videos miss? Yeah. But you also forget though, when you say you fact check, the facts are coming from the sources that they're getting it from. So like if the CDC puts something out, they get their facts, quote unquote, from the CDC. And the CDC could be lying. They don't get it from uh they don't do the research themselves. They get it from like the FBI and the CDC who can be misguiding them and giving them wrong information. Because he did say that in the podcast. He was yeah. like, yo, if something's being posted, they go to the FBI and the FBI give us the okay to, you know, re- keep this posted. You You're know? right. So it could be uh being misled. Especially, and then like, I guess I'm going down a rabbit hole now, especially like the videos that are posted, like gore videos mm-hmm. and like videos of like the same thing that you said where it looked like it's staged or it could have possibly been staged. Like if you're seeing that, how come that didn't have a label on it? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? They just let shit slip through, man. Now, granted, it's we may be reaching. Grant. No, it's not reaching. It's literally the fact. I know. I'm not even going to say it's a conspiracy no more. I know they're putting certain peoples in place to make to. up fake stories, bro. When COVID happened, it was so many fake people. It was so many fake stages, bro. Yeah. It was so many fake people, bro, having COVID. Actors. So many actors, bro. I, like it's crazy, and I feel like same thing with uh, monkeypox. For those of you who don't live under a rock, if you guys think that Jesse Smollett was the first offender to try to create something staged, then I would feel that that would be an incorrect assumption because he had to get that idea from somebody else. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean, so what I'm what I I say that you know as a far fetched example to try to paint the picture that things are getting staged every day. Yeah. Now it all it takes is just the right person to believe it, and so, then tell somebody else. That's why I feel like they hire actors. Certain people hired actors and to put special effect monkeypox makeup on them. Mm-hmm. Some people, I saying this fake, I'm saying some people was put in place to make it seem like they had it, to make it seem like they were being careless with having it, and they were spreading it to multiple people to fear monger other people from staying in the house. That's the only thing I say about it. And they did the same thing they did in COVID. They said up. Yeah. Oh, First case of monkeypox is here. First case of monkeypox is here. Yeah. Monkeypox spikes up this percentage here. Oh, here, we got one in Philadelphia. Here, here, and it's just like first person dies of monkeypox. I'm like, wait, what the, what the hell? Like you see videos randomly of people with monkeypox. Yep, randomly saying all their symptoms, showing their face, showing yeah, everything. I got bumps everywhere, and it's just like, bro, you were then you never had none of this clout before. You never, not even clout. You never had like this attention. You got like ten followers. How did this blow up so fast? How do you have a hundred thousand likes? It's and a almost bot. two million views. You're a bot. It's literally a bot. That's what it is, and that's what social media is ran by. Bots trying to mislead you to make the fear monger you to scare you. Mm-hmm. That's all I feel like it was, man. And it didn't work in the favor how they wanted it to do. Yeah. So. They had to, you know, have a different game plan. Yeah. You haven't heard of monkeypox anymore. Nope. No hear no news or nothing. Nope. But when it was COVID, CNN had a count, had, had a death toll. Yeah, they had a, had a death and toll. And a case toll. Yep. You don't have that for monkeypox? Nope. You don't. So, I mean, I, all I'm saying is we're not scientists. We're not experts. But it's things to look for. Yeah. There's things to look for. And to me, that sounds like something that serious shouldn't have just went away like that with no CDC, if it was serious, no information, yep, 
Like every other day, we was being told whether or not you know to wear a mask, wear two masks, wear three masks. Because it was different sciences. If you got sciences, the people we quote unquote supposed to trust, arguing with each other, mm-hmm. then who do you? You don't really run to nobody. Who can you run to? I just if the professionals do it don't know. If the yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why you do. You take your heat. Do what you think is right. Stick to your plan. Man. But nobody was tripping like that off monkeypox. No. So just I didn't really care. All I'm saying is. Just, just, just think. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, man, that's that's scandals. There's there's scandals every other day. Uh, professionally, the uh, in sports, in medicine, you just got to be the one to be able to quote unquote sift through the bullshit. Yeah, um, a lot of bullshit is being put out instead of other bullshit. You know, media deception is real. Yes, Brad Favre stole. Millions of dollars from the poor you want to, to talk build about a stadium. That? I'm only we can briefly talk about right. it because it's not being talked about on ESPN or any big media coverage. Brad Favre stole money from welfare um, to build his daughter a soccer stadium for her college. You know what I mean? And so he can have a speech because oh, you know American when, Hero, when you do a donation, you know you got to have a speech and you get named after you the building. That's yes. what usually happens. So he didn't even attend a speech. That's one thing. But you still from a no. You still a lot of money from uh the poorest. They're literally the poorest, poor uh, state. They have the poorest employee. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. employers workers, low minimum wage. So um, yeah, man. But they want to have shit like cheating scandals that really don't make sense. Like who cares? Nobody really cares about the cheating scandal because you know people cheat every day. Not saying that it's right, but it's like, bro, that's not an outbreak of story that you just. They about to run with this for like two weeks. I promise. What the email Udoka thing? Yeah, yeah. We don't have to even talk about that. Just no. know he cheated allegedly. Who cares? He's gonna get suspended for He's a year. He's gonna get suspended, right? But Brad Favre just stole millions of dollars, some federal shit, and he didn't even get exposed. Like Nothing. one is a black man, and one is a white man, and I don't even like doing a race card. But look, that's just what it is. Yep. Think of Brad Favre stole money from poor people mm-hmm. to donate to a white stadium. Yep. People don't understand that, but y'all want to. Can exploit a black man cheating, man. Black men don't cheat, but um, I never seen it. I find I find it very weird, man. ESPN has yet to come out about Brad Favre, man. No no articles, and it's based around sports, which is crazy. No, so from Mississippi today, uh, title is former governor Phil Bryan helped Brett Favre secure welfare funding for USM volleyball stadium text reveal. And if you go into the, uh, the preface of the article it says never before seen text messages show former governor Phil Bryant, uh, shepherding a proposal to use welfare funds on the construction of a new volleyball stadium for retired NFL player, Brett Favre, uh, project prosecutors have called a scheme to defraud the government. Bryant, has previously denied any involvement with the project, which has emerged as the centerpiece of a massive criminal scandal in which prominent officials misspent or stole millions in welfare funds intended for the nation's poorest residents. I'll tell you what this reminds me of. Flint, Michigan. Mississippi. Every time... There's an underserved community. There's always an overlooking factor. But, you know, from a diplomatic standpoint, America will give billions and billions and billions of dollars in aid to other parts of the world. But on our home soil, tragedy. Yeah. Famine. 
not even clean drinking water, stealing welfare funds for a volleyball stadium? I thought it was soccer. It doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know what to I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it. Opposite of Robin Hood. Capitalism. Yeah. You know, even even with the whole Johnny Depp trial mm-hmm. took all media attention away from Jisley Maxwell getting sentenced to prison. Mm-hmm. A whole other case that everybody just not don't want to talk about. It's very huge too. But they're just trying to change the trajectory. That's what I'm saying. That's all they're trying to do is deceive us. Like, yo, Brad Favre did this. But guess what? Black man cheated in the media today. Oh, got to cover this. Yeah, we got to cover this. No, we got to cover this Brad Favre shit, bro. That's, yeah. that's an attack on us, on all of us. Yeah. Because if he can do it, imagine what else is happening with other people, other places that's not being spoke of. And in a text message, he said, yo, is this going to come out to get me? He literally said that. So if you know, if you're saying that, you know you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And the problem that I have is that so many times it, it'll be it's called like the American hero syndrome. It'll be the guy people think American like Brett Favre, like this American guy, you know, in Wrangler jeans commercials, driving pickup trucks, wearing copper fit, you know, all types of weird random shit. People look up to Brett Favre, Super Bowl champion. Oh man, he is a normal human being. Yep. And as we can see at this point, allegedly a crooked. Human being, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I I don't I don't I don't see why whatever hold Brett Favre has on media, which I don't think is any, you know, just off the simple fact that he's white and he won a Super Bowl. That you know this should be in everybody's household newspaper. There need to be some whistle blown mm-hmm. about what is going on. And because the people that are, you know, that they're targeting are underserved, which I'm pretty sure they pick strategically, that they don't have a voice. Yeah. And that's not true. It's not true at all. These people have voices, man. Um, yeah, man. Fuck Brad Favre. Um, I have questions that I asked. Well, I said, yo, if you got questions, ask me. Go ahead. People ask me some questions. I got some. Uh, somebody wanted us to talk about about having good debt and bad debt and uh, equitable uh, health. Sure. Um, you could start. What? Uh, what? What? Like, what's the question? Uh, a discussion about good debt and bad debt and equitable health. Oh, okay. Uh, make don't make stupid purchases. <laughs> don't make stupid purchases. Um, build your credit up. Uh, make smart purchases. Pay off in a timely fashion. Yep. Uh, the credit is not that hard to understand, in my opinion. It's, it's not really, really not. that hard. Never go over thirty percent usage yeah, rate. Don't go over your usage rate. Um, people make credit. They feel like it's like they try to gatekeep credit, or they try to gatekeep some type of knowledge when it's really just simple shit. Yeah. If you just break it down in credit. Like, yo, you want to get your credit better? Okay. Call some creditors. Try to get some shit taken off for your credit. Yeah. That's not useful. Uh, make sure that you have a loan that's a good loan and it doesn't affect your credit. You know what I mean? Like student loans, that don't mess up your credit that much. People don't understand that. Uh, anything else, just try to pay it off timely fashion, man. Yeah. Don't spend over your means. Don't try to be rich because you got a high credit limit, man. That's all yes. it is. Just being humble with your credit. Yeah. That's how you build it up. My credit is pretty good. Your credit is pretty good. Yeah. We didn't do nothing special, I promise you. Nothing. Just nothing applied. special. 
And we still paying off loans. That's about to get wiped off soon in October. Make sure if you got loans, uh, they're doing forgiveness in October. So be aware for that. Just yep. to let y'all know. The only thing I would say about credit that you didn't already beautifully cover is that if you can't afford it. I said that already. No, but if if you can't afford it. Don't pay with credit. Don't use your credit. I said that. Don't live above your means. I said that. Yeah, but that, that, that needed its own infamous. If you can't afford it. Don't buy it. Please just don't buy it with credit because you don't, you don't own credit. And no. that's what a lot of people think. It's is, literally a loan for a loan. It's a loan. Yeah. If I go buy some gas with my credit card, I took out a loan to buy gas. And I'm going to pay it off. Whether it's $40, $50, or $200, that's a loan. Yeah. Regardless of whatever you may think. So, like, don't don't get into that trap. But if you have credit karma, delete it. Because all they're going to make you do is buy is get credit, credit cards. Karma, credit karma, credit card. Get uh, Experian. Experian. They show you all your uh, credits. They show you your FICO score, your TransUnion, whatever it's called. They show you all of that shit, bro. Just remaining consistent. That's all credit is about. Paying off your dues. That's literally all credit is, yep. bro. It's not your money. Remember that. Like, it's not really hard to explain. Like, it's, I don't know. Just, people just have bad um, spending habits. Yes. And, yes. Um, yeah. So, just just find workarounds, man. Limit the things you do on a yeah. daily basis. You don't got to live... How everybody else is living. You don't got to pressure yourself. Yeah. Just set out a list of things that's a necessity and liabilities. That's literally mm-hmm. good. Whatever rich dad, poor dad is about. Assets and liabilities. Limit your uh, at liabilities. And I promise you, like a lot of people, like I've had this conversation. Some of them get nervous. It's also, I was always told never get a credit card. You don't need a credit card. I would say that's not true. Simply because you can't build credit if you don't have a credit card. The person that told you was probably financially irresponsible and probably an older person. Yes. Probably in a couple of racks in debt. Yeah. They can't pay off or afford to pay off because they wasn't taught anything. Yes. That's literally all it is, bro. So like that's why I always I always say, like, yo, it's not hard. And if you even want the the most basic, basic, basic form of building your credit is if you get one credit card, buy a cup of coffee every yep. week. That's what they tell you. That's they what just they tell paid you. off. Just paid off. Just teach yourself some. You gotta. You gotta be some type of responsible or adulting to own a credit card. You yes. can't make no charge mistakes. No, that's all. I feel it's a, it's a responsibility because it's like they're they're loaning you all this money and you don't know what to do with it. And now you want to spend it all. Yeah. But no, it's supposed to be for the rainy days. That's all right. you get it. The things that's actually needed. Yes. Like oh my god my my water my uh, my water tank just burst in my house credit card if you don't got four thousand dollars right now put it on a credit card pay it off yep. but you gotta understand that may be your only purchase that whole year on that credit card exactly but that's why you have it that's all you had it yeah so it's like damn I, I owe four thousand dollars on my credit card but it's like you know in a year's time I needed that water heater yeah I didn't want to pay cash for it. So that's why we have a credit card. Like some people are like, well, that's a bad idea. And I'm like, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because it's, it was a necessity at the time. And that's not, a, that's not a liability because it heats your home. Yes. You need it to survive. You need to survive. Like don't get a credit card with a 10K limit and then go to Aruba for 5K. Oh, my God. You, you, yo, it happens. It happens. It happens too much. You know what I'm saying? I got two credit cards that are both over 15k in limits. And I you if you follow me on Instagram or you follow me on Twitter, I don't own really anything lavish. I could yeah. buy it. I could buy it three times. Mm-hmm. But it's just what's the what's the point? What's the point, yeah. 
Like I like I don't I don't understand. Like you know what I mean? Like but that's where people go wrong. Because you have it don't mean you have to spend, spend it. it. That's all it is. You don't have to problem. spend it. So that's where people that's where people falter about about credit mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. Now if you have bad things on your credit that you didn't put on there, like you know, a, a, a lot of like people, younger people, if you had a their parent, parents abused, it. yeah, you know, that's different. The one thing I would say is that you can write a letter to that credit bureau, and then after a while, you can get that struck down. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to pay somebody eight thousand dollars to fix your credit. You can honestly just do some research and do it yourself easily. Again, it's a little harder, but hard's okay. I don't even think it's hard. I just think you have to. Do it to make you gotta make those calls. I mean, pointing at somebody saying you doing it is easier than filling it out yourself. That's yeah. why I'm saying it's it's a little bit harder, yeah. but that's really that's really not that hard. You know what I mean? It's self explanatory. It is. Hard. It's self explanatory. Figure it out. Take your time. Um, next question. I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Would you rather go to prison for five dozen years or take meth, heroin, and crack at once? At once? Yeah. Give me the. Uh, so go to prison or die. Just, yeah. It's die or die. Yeah. Just give me the meth, heroin, and crack. I don't want to stay in uh, 20, 20, uh, 8 and whatever it is, 24 and 1. I don't fucking know. 23 and 1, that's what it's called. I don't want to be 23 and 1 for 5,000 years. I'm not even going to make it to fucking 100. So, allegedly, we don't know. But I'm not going to make it that far. So, why would I want to stay in prison for the rest of my life? Give me all the drugs, man. Uh, heroin and crack. At the, you got to take them at the same time? Yeah. Jeez. What a crazy How does, two minutes. I'm going to answer these ones quickly. <laughs> what are the pros and cons with modern dating uh, annoying people? Uh, do you think LeBron and Bronny will play together? Hopefully. Probably uh, not. Probably not. Probably, probably not. Pro- Bronny, we don't even know if he'll go to the NBA. Come on. Uh, how does, uh, what does it mean to be pro-black? Um, That's actually a good question. What does it mean to be pro-black? Uh, it's definitely not the social media term everybody takes. I, I feel like... Being pro black is that's a good question. Uh, being pro black is caring about what you guys do and what's your sur- like is the surrounding factor and how you are affecting the culture, your black culture. Interesting. You know what I mean? Um, it's about the promotion of the good things, the positivity, and this. Uh, I guess. Cutting out the negative shit, just trying to progress as a race. So that's how I see pro black. You see, I, I I look at see, and this is why we're two different people. I look at pro black in a different way, simply because I don't. I I feel like you can. You don't have to be black to be pro black. Okay. I feel like that, and the reason why I, feel I didn't, like, I never said that you couldn't. Have no, to be I black. know, I know. So are we two different people? That don't make. Sense. I didn't. Get, I didn't get to it in in term in terms of being pro black. I feel like as long as you did something. To advance another African American, that's pro black. I I agree with you in terms of you know all this social media mumbo jumbo. That's not pro black. No, that's just being loud. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask me, that's not pro black. Like, I, it's it's one thing to be catchy, but it's it's another to be actually like you know impactful. I just think it's the advancement of black people. Caring about it, so literally all it is, just the advancement of black people for the positive, for the better. Um, you know, yeah, that's all. Just advance, just advancing, progression. Uh, is mattress firm? I don't even know. Is mattress firm laundering money? That's a good question. 
Probably. Probably. I don't see a lot of people in there. Every time I go to mattress firm, like, I've never been to mattress firm. So you've every, been to mattress firm? Uh, every time you walk past it, there's literally zero people in there. I've never seen a soul in mattress firm except for one worker. And they don't be wearing, like, a out. They don't wear, like, a um a work suit. They just wear whatever they want. And I'm like, yo, what the hell? I really want to be, like, a, a private investigator and go into, like, stores like mattress firm, Arby's. Arby's. Like, you know, like, stores where you know there's nobody in here buying this shit. So how do you exist? It's how do you laundering. operate? They're hiding the money inside the mattresses. They know nobody's coming in there. Every time you go past mattress firm, it's literally zero people in there. There's nobody in there. Where is your, who is your customer? You don't have any customers. There's more people in Bob's Discount Furniture yeah. than there is in mattress firm. Renaissance. Yeah, Raymore and Flanagan. Raymore Flanagan, mattress firm now, bro. It's another, and they stay in business every time. Who's keeping these people in business? They, but my thing is drugs. That's no, who's keeping them in business. Their the beds. Cartel. So I'm pretty sure their beds are so expensive that if they sell one bed, they probably, it's good for the year. It's it's probably because I've been in a bed store and like those beds are like four grand, five grand a bed, which I don't know why beds are so expensive, but I guess because you have it for what. How long are you supposed to have a bed for? Like five I don't know. years? It depends how dirty you are. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I never. I don't know bed long like shelf life of beds. I don't. I don't. I don't. Know. Like five to six years. Yeah, you shouldn't have a bed for longer than fifteen years, right? No, no, that's dirty. That's dirty. Yeah, you keep the frame. Change yeah. the bed though. Change the bed. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff on that bed. But uh, yeah, I've been through a lot of shit. That's crazy. Yeah, I think a lot of companies Ew. is laundering money. The biggest one, I have a conspiracy. I feel like Arby's is laundering money. I feel like in their basement, they have like a whole cartel set up. You know, I feel like they 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 packaging and shipping uh, drugs, man. And this is all alleged. It's not true. It's just a conspiracy. You know what I, I mean? I can see it. Put me on to that. Think they, about it. Their slogan is, we have the, the meat. meat. Yeah, it's never no meat. Like, I'll, like, I'll, like it's one Arby's where we at. Well, in the city, like only C one, you go past it; it's always dark inside. But think, meat could be a code word. Yeah, for cocaine, we have the heroin. Yeah, we have the heroin. We have the coke. We have the drugs because we have the meat. Yeah, we have the drugs. I feel like they're running an operation in the basement because it's always dark in there. Literally, always dark in there. So, <laughs> I've seen an Arby's commercial. None of their food makes sense. Yeah, the meat mountain. A what? It's, they have a meat mountain when it's all different types of meats inside of the uh, the bread, like and it's like like they got like ham, it's like chicken. They have a bacon brisket burger. Yeah, these are all cool words for different types of drugs. That's cool word for meth. It has to be. It has to be because bacon brisket there. burger. I was told it was popular in the Midwest, but I'll just have to see for myself. You know what I mean? I have to see that for myself. What's the state in the Midwest? Indiana? Is that Midwest? Probably. Or is that is that is that? You got Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, Midwest. Everything in the middle is Midwest. Like going towards, you got Illinois. That's Midwest. So in Illinois, Indiana. All those places up there. All those places in the middle up there. They are Midwest. Anywhere that have tornadoes. Is Midwest. uh, Tornadoes and rain and shit is either down south or the Midwest. I have a pretty diverse Twitter following. I don't hear nobody ever talk about no damn Arby's. Nobody's talking about Arby's. I've, 
It's, it's a laundering. It's a scheme, man. Yeah. Even Arby's in business. The cartel, like I said. Hmm. Um, what other questions I have? Hmm. Where were you September 10th at 11.59 p.m.? Um, I cannot answer that. Sleep? Because I was like four? I can't answer that. I will not answer that question, and I cannot answer that question. Due to very personal reasons, I can't tell you where I was September 10th. Oh, my God. And that's all I have. That's all the questions I have. That's all right, then. That's all right. Uh, You really can't say where you was? I'm not going to say it. I know where I was, but I'm not going to say it. Hey man, Jeff Fuel can't melt steel beans. Uh, this is your boy Finesseveli. I've been here. It has been a great time. Uh, I'm here with your, with who I believe to be Duff No Beer, uh, who he tells me he is. So, uh, like, share, subscribe, uh, share the podcast, and I hope I make it here next week. Yes, sir.